calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Did that get you in the mood? <laughs> it helps, yeah. All right. Every time. I'm here to talk about dykes. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. All right. I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out, diking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast for a couple of New York City comedians who just happen to be lesbians talk about the important things in life, which coincidentally all have to do with being lesbians. I'm Carolyn Bergier. And I'm Sarah York. And today we'll be diking out about lesbians on the internet with hilarious stand-up comedian Claudia Kogan. Yay! Uh, <laughs> hi, everybody. <laughs> hey, Claudia. Uh, a little bit about Claudia. Claudia was a semi-finalist on Last Comic Standing, True. which is pretty cool. Uh, and then after Ellen, one of our favorite websites, said that she was among the funniest women of her generation, which I think is a little bit narrow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I know. Can I be the funniest? Come on. Yeah. You, the, the women in the generation don't need to be in that statement. I did a show with Claudia a couple years ago, probably, at the at Metropolitan Bar, and mm-hmm. I remember I was just like, man, she's so funny. Oh, and thank you. It's uh, when, when you want to be the funniest lesbian and then another lesbian comes mm-hmm. on as funnier than you, you're like, huh, oh, well. Gotcha. Pretty disheartening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you way. know what? No, straight men, straight men, we have, I mean, we work with a lot of straight men. None, yeah. of the, none of them are like watching other straight men going like, I want to be the funniest straight man. Like yeah. they're not like, no, like we are fighting true. for slots, you know, right. that's in this like false competition that's been created by capitalism <laughs> in, in part um, yeah. and, you know, society. So yeah, but like, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird to get these like. Like it's it's a it's flattering to get attention, but like we are, I, I'd say like lesbians for some reason as a people, we are funnier mm-hmm. than most groups of people. Oh I think yes, so, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I would say other than like straight white men, but in terms mm-hmm. of like concentration of represented groups mm-hmm. in uh, in comedy, it's like a there are a lot of lesbians, yeah. and they're all pretty hilarious. I never realized it until we started this podcast and Carolyn's like, yeah, I'll just have like a new comedian come on every week. And I was like, well, that's got to run out at some point. 
No. So far, we're just <laughs> chugging right along in like week, what, 18 now or yeah, something? Yeah, I have like quite the list. It's just an endless wellspring <laughs> of funny gay women that she has access to, and I need, I clearly need to get more connected into the comedy community. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually like, I don't feel too much competition with other women my thing is when I'm on a show I'm like I just don't want to be the least funniest one <laughs> that, and, like, yeah like, I know what you mean I feel like it's setting the bar like the antelopes bar in the myself. wilderness like yeah I just don't want to be you don't need to be the like, fastest antelope just don't be the slowest <laughs> yeah and like so far so good I've never done a show where I felt like oh I had the worst set but sometimes I look at a lineup I'm like uh-oh yeah this is gonna be the one this everybody the everyone this is the night where I'm the worst Clearly. This is the night where everyone goes, oh, how about that one with the pink hair, though? <laughs> oh, <laughs> this show would have been good. And, and then the, the booker is like, I'm never booking another woman with pink hair. Yeah. Women with you're, pink hair aren't funny. You're oh, really yeah. representing all women with pink hair right now. So you better, <laughs> you better do your homework. When I have a when I have a bad set, uh, I go. Thank you. I'm Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, God. I love that. Uh, and then, oh, speaking of uh, Last Comic Standing, um, you did that show with Mary Mack, Mary, right? Ma- uh, or is that her name? Yeah, Mary Mack. Mary She's Mack, from, yeah. Uh, uh, Ma- uh, I don't want to say Madison. No, Minnesota. Yeah. Minneapolis. That's yep. the city that's in that there. That is. Yes. And Our uh, fact checkers are, are at work right now, but that's that's confirmed. They just gave us a <laughs> thumbs up. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I, I saw her on Last Comic Standing, and I thought – she was so wonderful, and then I went to go see her uh, in a show when I lived in Atlanta, and then when I saw she was uh, doing the show at Creek in the Cave, I went, and then Claudia was on the show, too. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. This is so fun. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. That, yeah. Yeah, that, like, very ad hoc kind of, like... Yeah, it was very loosey-goosey, yeah. but it was funny. It was, a, it was a fun ride to watch that show, and she's so sweet. Yeah, she should definitely have some kind of, like... TV presence where like she gets to call the shots like whatever she is like on her mind like I don't think it should even have like a format yeah it should just be whatever she feels like doing that day yeah because she's very inspired uh and I I was really lucky I got to do a week with her at Acme Comedy Club uh, and um so I got to spend time with her and she's just so brilliant like she just keeps coming up with like amazing ideas yeah and like she's not sitting there going I am ama-. like she has no ego whatsoever no no none whatsoever I I went and talked to her after the the show at the creek and she was just so lovely and so nice and was just like oh you're a comedian oh let me know next time I'm in town you can open for me I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea <laughs> like if I you don't if know I if I'm even funny. Tell a joke. Yeah, I might just do improv. You don't know. <laughs> You're like, cool. Well, my act is all puppets. So, <laughs> oh, she would love that. I feel like yeah. if I was like, oh, I'm a puppet comedian, mm-hmm. she'd be like, yes. oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She's like half puppet herself. Yeah, <laughs> she played like the clarinet during. Oh, uh, oh I thought you were just yeah. like in high school. Like, no, I think no, a lot no, of no. Did. She brought like her clarinet oh, on really? stage when I saw her do a show and just started playing the clarinet. But it, it was very charming. Um, That's cool. Yeah. All right. So uh, Sarah walked into the studio today with one of, I think, the last um, lesbian. (gasps) Is it the lesbian Starbucks cup or is it it the new one? This is the one where. the ambiguous hands or no? Yes. This has, see these ambiguous hands? Yes. Yes. That's it. So the hands holding are, I, I mean, you could say, so the stripy shirt one is obviously a lesbian. This is a flannel shirt, I'm assuming. It was like a stripy shirt 
hold, hand holding a, a more feminine, like dainty looking hand. So yeah, I think these are I think these are totally gay hands holding hands. And I can't imagine how much that would enrage the, the all right crowd. It, it enraged them enough that Starbucks made new cups because Starbucks really? keeps folding to like the time mm. when they made the cup that was just all red and then they were like, This is a war on Christmas. Oh like, man. That was Santa's blood that yeah, made the that cups was or something. The blood of the elves. Um, uh, this one does have a stack of Christmas presents on it though, and a Christmas tree. So it's you very it, Christmas. They were trying. They tried. They tried to appease these people. With this cup, but some dyke in their graphic design was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a couple pairs of hands that could definitely be interpreted as two ladies' hands. Well, the other thing was that there was a promotional video that came out around the same time for Starbucks, and there are clearly two women that go to hold hands, and then, but but that didn't seem to oh. bother people. They were more upset by, by the cups being... Mm-hmm. Uh, very, you know, gender, like there's no hair on the knuckles, I guess. Is oh, what some yeah. Well, and one of these cups is wearing like for. a brace or the hand. So the hand that could be uh, interpreted as a male hand is actually wearing a couple of bracelets. Yeah. And now I see that there's like a little jewelry thingy dangling off of one of them. So I get it. Yeah. The, you know what? Actually, I went into a Starbucks and they said, there are two genders. Merry Christmas. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Okay, guys. Oh, You're I like, get it. I get it. <laughs> That's great. Now when they ask yeah. for your names, they're like, is that Mr. or Mrs.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is there a Mr. Sarah? Yeah. Uh, what? Poor Starbucks yeah. having to like defend themselves. Like like basically that cup looks to me like a like a holiday like it's like, hey, just put everything in there and maybe nobody will get offended. Yeah, yeah, we have right? like a tree and presents and maybe just like a menorah. Like yeah, and then people are still pissed off. They can't oh, yeah, do they'll find anything something. right. Yeah. I, I thought Republicans already were boycotting Starbucks. Wait, I thought they what, were too. What was the whole thing? They were going in and then asking them to write a certain oh, name. Oh, they were but asking they were... them to write like Merry Christmas on it or something. Or no, it was some sort no, of Christmas thing, right? I thought it was like a post-Trump thing. Oh, really? That they were going in and they were mad about. And then everyone was like, you idiots, you're buying Starbucks. <laughs> These are the same people who, to protest who Starbucks. smashed their Keurig coffee pots, even though they already bought the Keurig coffee pot. Remember yeah. that, the Keurig thing? Oh, yeah. 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 Like the, or the same people that like burn football jerseys after they buy them. Like they burn Colin Kaepernick's jersey. It's like yeah. you you spent $200 on that. <laughs> you just ruined what you bought. Yeah. Like you didn't really hurt anybody. You're just anybody. ruining your own property at this point. Oh, I'm going to smash this CD. Great. Well, you already bought it. So yeah. Yeah. that's just hilarious to me. When you pointed to my coffee cup, I was prepared to make a statement because I thought you were going to say... Sarah is the person who shows up eight minutes late to the podcast with a fresh coffee. Because that's exactly <laughs> what I did. <laughs> Look what we got here. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, she's going in. Oh, it's the lesbian coffee cup thing. <laughs> I do have to acknowledge, though, I did walk in late with a fresh-ass coffee, and I'm not sorry. I needed this. You you need me to have this. You know, but. that that happens when, when I'm coming to work late, but mm-hmm. I can't work on an empty stomach right so i'm like how hard will i be judged for going to this meeting late with a bagel with a bagel that i obviously (laughs) made the time for yeah Yeah. (laughs) also when i'm running late i won't compromise on things like i Mm -hmm. won't um i won't be like oh i won't put on makeup today or anything or i won't do my no i'm like ironing my shirt (laughs) i'm like i'll just show up you know what it's fine i'm late lateness and blame it on the trains yeah exactly blame it on the mta today wasn't the mta i should have left 10 minutes earlier (laughs) but normally though (laughs) 
Normally, it's absolutely the they MTA. are the villains in this. They late really story. are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, you were hoping that you could use them as an excuse. Yeah, no, okay. I could have, but it's like with a fresh coffee. That's that's a tough sell to yeah. the room. Sorry, guys, the train's nuts. <laughs> and somebody with was a handing hot these out. Yeah. <laughs> it was a sample. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, speaking of the internet, which we're going to get into, I'm back on Twitter now. That's what I want to, oh, I, I have yeah. it, I have it on here. Sarah's return to the internet oh, to good. ask you if you decided after a month off the internet. Um, I, I did, mean, off, I made a big change. Off select social media. Right, right. Yeah. Select social media. I'm absolutely tuned into the internet constantly, which is a problem, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, so I took November off of social media entirely. So I got rid of my Facebook Instagram and Twitter and now I have Twitter and I think that's all I'm 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 like I'm not going to come back to Instagram or Facebook that's like a solid firm decision it's funny that I don't know Instagram is the one for me that I'm least likely to fall into a a black hole of and waste time discover page I go through it a little bit oh no I only look through people oh my god it's the discover page don't ever click on the because it's just an endless it never stops loading new photos of shit for you to look at and it's all determined based on like things you've liked in the past yeah so mine's all like food and puppies but it's still food and puppies so i'm gonna look at it for hours yeah you're already drawn to that yeah and they just keep coming up with more it's more puppies it's like free like a crack delivery yeah it is like you don't even like you just keep knock on the door hello it's more more stuff you can't get away from (laughs) that's Uh, what it is instagram was really destructive for me I actually, uh, I I got, yeah, I got banned from Facebook for 24 hours. (gasps) Oh yeah, (laughs) you is my first time. You provocateur. (laughs) What'd you do? uh, I said men are scum. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, it's true. It's true, and it's hate speech. Apparently. Oh, I love that. I love how the word scum is hate speech. Like they use the word scum in in like soap commercials. (laughs) You know to. To be to be fair, uh, that's not the one that got me. That comment got removed, and that was mm-hmm. like my first warning. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a bunch of female comedians decided to uh, write "men are scum" to see which ones were going to get flagged. Because mm-hmm. I was saying I thought it was uh, somebody in the community that was reporting these. That it was some male comic who was really. Uh, threatened yeah. by, by these statements or just wanted to be a dick, right? <laughs> uh, because it, it, it was just like a lot of um, female comedians I knew. Mm-hmm. So I, my posts aren't public. They're just to friends. So I'm like, if this is flagged, then I at least know it's somebody that I'm connected it's to. It's in your group, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got flagged for that and that was removed. But then on someone else's feed, there was this guy named Nate Alexander, because I like to name names. And Nate Alexander... He, if you look at his page, he's like really up in arms over all this sexual harassment stuff and saying that, you know, well, every man, if we go back 50 years and every man's going to have to leave their job and how about we just make a truce with these feminists and like just making it sound like there are families at stake here and you are ruining lives (laughs) and like as if these men had nothing to do with their actions or should never have to suffer consequences. It, It was, it was maddening. This guy, he's, uh, 
quote unquote comedian. Yeah, um, never mm-hmm. heard of him. Yeah. And I've been doing this for 14 years. Don't yeah. tell anybody except this podcast. Okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, his picture is of him at some bringer show that he did. I don't know if it's like a Gotham or something. So his profile picture looks like he's a legit comedian, mm-hmm. but I, I'd never heard of him before. Oh, man. Either. Guys love having that one photo of them on a stage with a microphone. He also, his profile says that he works at. Some like shtick and something productions, but there's no website for that. So, <laughs> and then also, uh, this like N- Nate Alexander Law, like legal advisors and associates, or something like that. And again, it there's a website, but he's the only one on it, which I'm pretty sure he couldn't be hired by a law firm. Then another comedian who's a lawyer I know said, actually, he never, he's not a real lawyer. He didn't pass the bar. He's just <laughs> a legal advisor and he drives Uber and that's his job. Oh, wow. so, oh, nice. so we got into it a little bit on Facebook, but after his, his first comment, that was just a bunch of, uh, MRA men's right yeah. activist bull yeah. shit. And, uh, <laughs> so I just wrote, Nate Alexander is scum. And then he wrote, <laughs> reported, and then I was banned. Yes. <laughs> and getting banned is creepy because you can still go on Facebook. Um, you just can't like or respond to really? anything. They're like, <laughs> you can just look in the window, but you can't come in the store. Yeah. Just be a peeping Tom on Facebook for, that's, for a day. That's even creepier. It's yeah. creepy. Yeah. Like, no one knows what you're thinking. You're yeah. just like, I'm going to get you later. Wait till I get back in there. <laughs> I was like taking screenshots of things that I want to reply to in 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, when did this happen? This happened the week of Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Uh, it I knew happened, it was recent, but... The, yeah, the day after Thanksgiving, it happened. Yeah. Um, because at, at <laughs> noon, we we organize as women in comedy. Right. And we're like, at noon, we're all going to post men are scum <laughs> and see how long it takes for people to be taken off. But it started... So this other comedian, uh, she posted... Um, all or men are pretty dot 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 pretty ugly and that got <laughs> and that got her banned and that got her banned yeah which no. is insane that that was considered hate speech so that got her banned and then she posted the report of it and then wrote men are allegedly ugly <laughs> question mark banned again wow. <laughs> she was banned for a week That's because amazing. they increase it every time yeah uh elsa waith who yeah. uh, has been on the podcast she got banned this is her third time being banned for a month uh next That's time it great. might be permanent i don't know how many yeah, how times many do you gonna... get before they kick you off forever I'm not sure. Uh, and then Marsha Belsky, who kind of started this whole men are scum mm-hmm. uh, or discovered that men are scum gets you banned. Um, she is one of the hosts of the Miss Andry podcast, mm-hmm. which I highly recommend. It's one of my favorite podcasts. And um, yeah, she got banned and then there was like press around it and then Facebook reversed her ban and she keeps getting banned. And then uh, and then once like there's press about her her ban then she gets reverse banned, mm-hmm. and then she had all these notifications pop pop up from Facebook saying that uh, her posts were removed on accident, and she had oh. to check that she understood. Mm. And it was like this weird no. legal thing; like they're afraid she's gonna. Say. It yeah. was like a very weird thing, but she's reporting all of this. And then I've been going and looking and reporting, um, like just doing searches for like women are scum. And then I report it and it comes back saying this does not go against community standards. Oh, wow. I reported a group called, uh, pregnant women are stupid. 
And that does not go against community standards. That is a slur. Like if if men are scum, pregnant women are stupid. Like like those are like that's worse. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a specific group of people. Like men are like men are like what fifty percent of the population. Like yeah. men are scum. That sounds like a woman who's just kind of like having a bad day or something. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. And we know that not all men are scum. Like that's, I mean, uh, just most of them. Right. Yeah. But but meanwhile, Kidding. but <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. Don't that, that's, come at this after point, me. That's, fact. that's like <laughs> yeah. Everyone just nods their head in a very like academic yeah. agreement to that. Like, oh <laughs> yes, well, absolutely, most of them are yeah. scum because I, they fucking are I'm they a, are I'm just afraid to say what I think because <laughs> I'm scared I'm just scared of what is gonna happen to me on the internet oh yeah yes. there we go yeah so we're talking about lesbians on the internet today and I didn't I didn't mean to make the segue for you by the way I hate you know. if, if you're gonna set it up I'm gonna spike it back okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah lesbians on the internet mm-hmm. um I think this is a great topic. I know for for me, the internet, I'm so thankful that I uh, had access to the internet around Mm -hmm. the time when I started uh, questioning my sexuality and trying to figure out um, at first what I thought. I thought there was something wrong with me. I'm like, how do I figure out what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Let me go on the internet and... So you started onto- at WebMD, and it went from there, <laughs> <laughs> and ended up at OurChart.com. <laughs> you know, I, I wish I remember the names of of the forums, but there were a, a bunch of internet forums, and it was like specifically like teenagers mm-hmm. questioning their their sexuality, and it was like the first time because like I couldn't talk to any any of my friends about it or anybody I knew in person. So being able to talk to strangers on the internet and have people feel like they could kind of share their thoughts and Mm -hmm. what they're doing. And then you would find chat buddies and meet with them on aim and like talk about like, yeah, I do this too. And it's like, Oh my God. Like finding that community that otherwise you would not have found at all. Yeah. Yeah. And so the internet was, is like such a, even though like we're talking about these threats and these things that have happened to us, like, like at the hands of like, these powers that be, but like in the beginning, I feel like the because the internet was like such like a wild west situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I, so th- here's how I, my introduction to the internet was: I got a job as a temp at a uh, at a big company, and so I didn't. I had maybe had like twenty eight k at home, but like this is like my first job out of college, and they had what is like, you know, this big portal to the internet because they could afford it. Because, like, that back then it, like, really wasn't that easy. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm older than you guys by by a lot. So back then it was, like, they had, like, a T1 connection, which I don't know if you remember what that is, but a T1 connection was, like, a big deal because that yeah. was, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, it was, like... It was, like, the, like, like that the, higher bandwidth, like... Yeah. Where it didn't take an hour to load a page and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could oh, download that, a song in a half hour, right, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that LimeWire download would yeah. bring the entire system to a screeching yeah. halt. You no know, one's yeah. going to pick up the phone and, like, all your emails are going to get yeah. erased, you know? Yeah. Uh, I forgot about T1. Yeah. So so I was, like, working with that. And I remember, like, I was a receptionist. I was a temp. No one gave me any work. So all I would do all day is be, like, tentatively go on mm-hmm. lesbian websites and be like, oh, look at that. And it was, like, it, it was really what I needed to help come out because I was – Part of it was like I just didn't I like I'm a weirdo aside from being a lesbian so I all, I never really felt like I fit in like I went to a coming out group when I was 21 and I remember like the the leader of the group was like before we begin does anybody want to see uh Beauty and the Beast and like everybody raised their hand except me what mm-hmm. yeah like they like I guess they had like a like she could get tickets for it for free or something and so everybody oh. was like super excited and I was like 
I hate Disney. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was like, I'm weird. I, like, I thought it was like, before anybody talks, does anybody want to watch Beauty and the yeah. Beast? No, I'm sorry. We're gonna, <laughs> before this meeting, we're going to watch a full-length 90-minute animated film. Just to warm film. us up. Yeah. <laughs> Just to get everybody. And you're like, I don't yeah. have that kind of time. Yeah. <laughs> Just I to get them out, guys. Come on. <laughs> Time's a waste. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. A coming out group. Did you learn about the coming out group on the internet? No, I actually okay. learned. This is this is old school. I learned about it through the Village Voice. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah, right on. Yeah, that's cool. Back when print mattered, right? I think. <laughs> so anyway, but so what I'm trying to say. So like then I found like not just like like other gay women, but like gay like snarky women, like mm-hmm. like comedy. I think it was like I was like like there was like this convergence of being like a lesbian and a comedian sort of at the same time, like finding like, oh, there's like there's women who are lesbian and want to make fun of us. Like at mm-hmm. the like yeah. you know, it was like kind of weird, like almost like such a niche thing. So I needed like affirmation, but I also wanted to like like I, I'm just naturally uh, good at making fun of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so I found like just these different websites, and some people were like really funny, and like you know, and I didn't, I didn't actually find any forums. That's interesting. How did you find those? Like, I wish I had known about those. Yeah, I didn't know about these. I'm about that to, particular one that you're talking about. You know, I'm trying to remember, but I know that in the early days of the internet, my go-to site was Yahoo. Back when before Yahoo. Um, copied Google and mm-hmm. just had the search bar. They had all these directories. So I would find everything that I wanted to find by like narrowing down on these directories. So it was like 20 steps of clicking on links to get more and more specific to what you want. Oh, okay. So um, it would do that for like the whole internet or like the directory would, was like. That That was the way to search the internet was through oh, directories. Okay. So like if I wanted to go to Dawson Dawson's Creek uh, Angel Fire fan site, I'd have to go to like entertainment, television. Oh, okay. You'd like uh, drill down. Cable shows. We're almost there. Dawson's Creek <laughs> fan site. Like, yeah, yeah you would was, just drill down to, and then you would get like the listing of all the sites. Okay. I used to work at a bookstore in college, and one of our most popular books was this, like, web directory. <laughs> a, <laughs> like a, a printed web it directory? It was, like a, like, a yellow pages for yes. the internet. Wow. That's amazing. I, uh, I mean, I could see how, at that time, that, that would be helpful. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you kind of didn't know what to do. I'm just shocked. Uh, I, I wish I could remember the name of the forum. I'm shocked that my my dad... Years later, claimed to my sister and my mom that he had no idea I was gay until after everybody else knew, which is total crap. Mm-hmm. Like, not only did he, like, walk in on me sitting on my girlfriend's lap in <laughs> <and laughs> high school while we were, uh, but um, also my dad was super nosy mm-hmm. and he would go in and look at our search histories and like snoop and like you could delete search history but then he would go into like the the cache and or whatever and he would find ways to know everything that we were all doing on on the internet and like find out our passwords i don't know my dad was wonderful in that way yeah Um, (laughs) so but but like before i knew he was doing that i was Definitely, like, looking up a lot of gay content. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess he was, like, maybe he didn't know if it was me or my sister, but I think it yeah. was, like, obviously. I don't know. She or he softball. was just in, like, just complete denial <laughs> of what that was. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. That's possible. Yeah. That's or, like, funny. oh, the kids are just pulling, playing pranks. Yeah. 
They're yeah. playing. You know it. these kids. They're they're just looking up gay websites because they want to make fun of them. Yeah. I don't know. I I I've been in that mode where I actually I work. I used a coworker's. Um, oh God, this is so terrible. I used a married coworker's computer. And I found this treasure trove of like gay porn on it, and I was like, "Oh, I'll bet he just downloaded these by accident." Like I was in, like I was yeah. in denial for him. Wow, you know, That's like so it, sad. I know. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, That's that, awful. those early days. Oh, I bet this was an accident. We just That's had no that, idea. That, well, in the early <laughs> days of the internet, people could claim that kind of stuff was accidents, though, right? Like, well, yeah. I don't know. All of a sudden, I'm on the computer, and all the computer stuff keeps popping up. Now that like doesn't really hold water because it's not how the internet works on any modern device. Oh, totally. So, there, <laughs> so there, there was once that I was trying to find pictures of like lesbian porn yeah. uh, in the early days of the internet. <laughs> and then uh, I was, yeah, I was on some site and then I didn't realize my parents were home and they walked in <laughs> and they saw the screen and I was like, I don't know this, these pop-ups keep popping up. And yeah. my mom's like, Oh no. And oh, like, internet. <laughs> yeah. So like they totally didn't know. And then my mom is like, what? is this i'm oh, like i no. don't know i was just trying to look at dawson's creek yeah yeah that was those were the good days when you could just claim to be like well i was i don't know i was doing a, a encyclopedia.com and all of a sudden <laughs> these awful things came up yeah. now it's like no everyone's got their own separate ipad for that kind of stuff but i don't know that's great yeah. the early days of the internet i i i will kind of like echo what you said about how finding your finding the community of like wow, not only are there other gay women out there, but they're also funny, was a big part of my coming out process. And that happened right as the internet was like kind of making the transition from old internet to what we know now, like in 2000, I don't know, like six, seven-ish, seven, eight, where like forums started becoming a thing and like social media as we know it was sort of blossoming a little bit and there was a particular website, and I'll say it again, called OurChart.com. Do you guys remember that? Yes. I remember yes, OurChart. Yeah. yeah. It I was an actual, oh my, it was amazing. It was an, It was like Facebook for gay women. It I don't was, know why I didn't when I, it, I mean, that seems like right in my wheelhouse, but was, for some reason. Yeah. I, I really think, up. I think you really missed the boat on this one. This is the one thing that I experienced that I, that you didn't, that I'm like, yes, I did one thing that Carolyn didn't do. Because everything else is just like you saying all these things that you didn't. I'm like, when did I miss that? I missed out completely on that. <laughs> you know, I was probably afraid that my girlfriend at the time w- would be jealous. Oh, or, yeah. Like, See, I didn't have one of those I yet. Yeah. <laughs> I, this, was, this was pre-first girlfriend era for me. Well, okay. no, no, no. This was kind of around the first girlfriend time era for me. But yeah, it was a, it was a social media network that was based completely off of the 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 show and I actually connected with a couple of people who in a roundabout way I'm still in contact with and it was more about like it was more community than it was absolutely not a like dating hookup kind of thing at all it was literally just an online community of people who could just like we just realized each other were out there you know mm-hmm. um, there was definitely a component I think I I wish the website still existed so I could just see it again and like then I would remember everything that was on it but there was definitely a component of like matchmaking kind of kind of like reaching out dating kind of stuff but the it was it looked almost like MySpace like as far as the look and feel of the website itself um but yeah i i made i 
that was the first time I'd ever was I ever able to like actually communicate with people who were like me, mm-hmm. you know, because I at this time I was in college and I was in this tiny conservative town in the Midwest and I just had no clue. I didn't know. I literally did not know one other person who was gay at all, aside from my ex friend who was a gay man who was a horrible person. But um, <laughs> I that I will always reiterate. But anyway, um, I yeah. So I, I I connected with one person in particular who I do still occasionally like text or talk to, and like our lives have just we've never met, but we're like friends. It's wow. like pen pals almost. Yeah, yeah, she's cool. She's married. She's like. I don't even know what she does. I think she's like a doctor or something now. But like we have sort of like touched base with each other over the years of and these different points in our lives. And we communicate about, you know, like politics and pop culture and stuff. But yeah, it was it was an interesting thing. And I'm really grateful for that because that was like the my only window to this world that I thought at that point in my life that I would probably never have access to. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, it just, I don't know, it was a good way to like kind of educate myself on this community and on what the, all of this means. Yeah. So without the internet, I wouldn't have had that. But that was, but I, I, I do remember that. And I, and then our chart like basically sent out a statement to everyone saying the website is shutting down. And that was like the worst. Like, no. it was like, no. <laughs> I don't know why it went away. I'm sure I could find out if I like really yeah. researched it. But I think they probably just didn't have enough advertising dollars or whatever. But, so yeah, that was my first uh my that was my gay internet story. Nice. Yeah. And so you that's interesting. I think I went there hoping to find out like maybe like from the L word, like oh who slept with who? And then yeah. when I didn't find that out, I was like, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nosy yeah. and you're not. <laughs> I that, I mean I think that a chart like that should exist oh for, absolutely for lesbians i could definitely draw i could draw a pretty good one for like just the new york scene alone there's one person who that i know of who's like patient who's like the middle like the, yeah the nucleus of it and then everything else just comes out like i, I could have done that when i was in college yeah in, uh, <laughs> in boston there's definitely that oh yeah that shane mm-hmm. type character i'm i'm at the far edge of the chart yeah <laughs> i'm on the fringes for sure <laughs> At, well, when when I was a teenager and first coming out, I definitely was in a very much like a complicated art chart situation because there there weren't that uh-huh. many uh, women willing to to date wo- women at that time. And I worked at a movie theater that just happened to have a bunch of queer women, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we all dated each other. <laughs> this is was, a this but, is but a like, pilot in like, the making, by the yeah, way. Yeah, kind of see, oh. You need to write a pilot about I have. this. You- I have. I'm. 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 I'm halfway. I'm halfway through. But I actually like. I. Oh, amazing! Yeah, yeah. Great. I do have well, a script stay about tuned, world. the very gay <laughs> about the very gay movie theater that I worked at as a teenager. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, how many? My first three. Uh, my first three girlfriends. Amazing. Were from there. Wow. Yeah. From a movie theater job. Yeah. That's great. I love that. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Good times. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like the the internet community, the internet community for me is really important because it's, well, now I guess it's so different talking about the internet now. When you say the internet now, our, how do you, we don't even separate our lives from the internet anymore. Yeah. It's like a part of us. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like the internet used to be this place that you could consciously log on and off of. Yeah. 
And I think, I don't know at what point that stopped being the same, you know, like when did we flip over from logging off and logging on to being permanently wired in like wires in the back of our skull like the matrix. When wireless became a thing and you had to stop physically calling the internet up (laughs) America (laughs) online (laughs) yeah, yeah, and uh, waiting for the internet to answer and let you in. Yeah. And I guess... The hardware is also another component of that because it used to be you had to go sit down, turn on this big machine that would overheat and you had to turn it off, you know, whereas now it's just like it's everywhere. It's it's in every single thing we do. It's impossible not to be connected to it. I mean, I think we all have a love-hate relationship with the internet, but I think the the internet has been a very positive thing for mm-hmm. gay people, oh, yeah, and absolutely. not much else. Because it was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> literally nothing else. Well, think about like okay, so website is like was so much easier to come out to. Like, so when I started dating, I, I would go to Match.com. Like, I don't think there were like any specialized like women websites until mm-hmm. later on. There were like some, oh yeah, like your Tango and stuff like that. Or, yeah. But in, in the beginning, so like I would go to Match.com and I'd be like, look, there's like a gay, like a women for women category yeah. and nobody's saying anything. Like you didn't have to like pass through any like shameful portal or, or like, mm-hmm. do you know that this is a mistake? Like there was no, yeah. it was like, yeah. I just treated uh, you, you sure? like yes, you were any, no. any other dater, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I was like, this is to me is like what the world should be like. It kind of felt like this is like the future of our, of our how we're going to get treated is like yeah. we can be treated neutrally by some like programmer who doesn't give a shit and just wants our money. You know, like yeah. that to me, like it, it, this was like, that was like my first taste of equality It's like, there were definitely like, I mean, you could bring your own issues if you wanted to, to yeah. like all your dating, but like it right there, it was like, it was the same thing for everybody. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I never really, that is a good point. And it's also like our measure of equality, I think could be summed up in the way that you said that where at some point, Every, the company like every with every company that has like a gay ad it's like oh see they just want our money <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. that's ultimately what it comes down to for them but yeah. yeah I mean that was I remember uh thinking that I could get on eHarmony.com and Ooh. there literally wasn't an option yeah, yeah. no this Ooh. was like 2000 when did whenever eHarmony like started really gaining speed and like advertising like where they were just constant commercials and everything for it and one day, just I was like, oh, I'll just go on there and see what's going on. And I got on it, and there literally wasn't an option yeah. for <laughs> homosexual like relationships at all. It was like, are you a, like, what is your gender, female? And then it immediately just like your only option was looking for men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, uh oh, is this how the world is? And then obviously it wasn't. But <laughs> so after my first relationship with a woman ended, I was like, okay, now that I know that that this is who I am and this is what I want, I was going crazy trying to find another uh, woman to date. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, where do I find the lesbians? So I turned to the internet and I found this local forum and went on a blind date with somebody <laughs> that I met off the internet. And we just went to meet for bubble tea and it was the weirdest, <laughs> most awkward experience <laughs> Of my life. I don't know why the bubble tea is yeah, like that, adding so much to this. Yeah, that alone. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was weird. Like, we had talked on this forum and then maybe exchanged emails and we we're like, oh, we're going to go meet. But then once we met, I learned that she had a boyfriend and she was kind of a little bit older than me, which was also kind of weirding me out because I was still in high school and she was maybe 22 or something. Mm-hmm. And then I found out she was a Cracker Barrel waitress. <laughs> Which, like, you know, no shame in being a waitress, no. but a Cracker Barrel waitress. Uh, make better life choices. <laughs> the, the restaurant that only exists on, like, 
on exits of freeways. Yes. Of highways. Yeah. Yeah. And and there there is one in Western New York. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's where this woman worked. But I didn't know I didn't know that she had a boyfriend. So I was like, why? Yeah, the boyfriend why are you thing here? is like. Uh, yeah. So Cracker then, Barrel could be overlooked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I oh I would have overlooked anything. I would have oh, overlooked yeah. like a dead fetus to oh, catch God. your Remember arm. Our, like, our standards, <laughs> girlfriend. Your standards in baby lesbian years are so low. <laughs> So low. You will overlook almost anything at that point. Yeah. As long as this person is attracted Except to you. Except another man. Right. In the equation. <laughs> that's, the only, like, no. that's the one thing we're like, nah, I'm not interested know. in that. I could deal with the multiple felony convictions, but this, no way. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of our, our bubble tea, it was like, all right, bye. And kind of like awkward hug. And I'm like, this is the worst idea yeah. ever. The internet, you shouldn't meet people on the internet. <laughs> uh, but then I met my first wife on Craigslist. Right. So. <laughs> Which we, which our loyal listeners all know about. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I know. There's nothing worse than like than that than entering a social situation like meeting someone off the internet and immediately realizing this is dumb. This is not. This is yeah. awkward. And then you just both kind of leave it like wanting to just wash your hands of that whole thing. Yeah, I've had a lot of experiences like that. But. Yeah, I've only met. A few people off the internet because I never got into the, oh, the dating, the dating sites. apps. So the thing with the dating sites, I mean, if you're doing it in New York City, there's a lot more people. But in any other city, there's there's just less, your pool less is than so shallow to pick and from. And then that's where the chart comes yeah. into play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you where they're all like go on a date without realizing that you have mutual that you know someone. She dated this person who dated your ex, or yeah. she dated your ex, or she. I don't know. Or she is currently dating your ex. Like, it's all, yeah, it's rough. Yeah. I, yeah, I think when you're dating in, in places that are more conservative, you're going to have to deal with, like, the person who is, like, m- sort of has a boyfriend, mm-hmm. like you were saying. Like, oh, like yeah. women who are not quite out yet. Yeah. And, you're, and it's very frustrating. And it's like, I'm really sorry. I know that this is hard, you know. Like, and you're going to be a lot happier if you come out. But, like. It's it, wherever you right. live or, or your family or whatever. Like it's, I, I do have sympathy. Like I sometimes what I like to do is when I travel is I go on Tinder even if I don't like I'm not looking for anybody and mm-hmm. I and I'll notice I'm like there's just so few women who are looking for women over here. Like like you know in the mm-hmm. middle of like and I'm like we are concentrated in urban centers. I'm not saying that they're not out there. Like you guys exist. You know mm-hmm. where yeah. you are. But like it, it yeah it, it but it, it, so in some ways like this like these dating sites are an outlet for them but then they still like they might bring that like boyfriend information with them yeah mm-hmm. hopefully oh, it's less and less you know i don't know it ha- i mean i would think it is now but i also this is my, this new york is my world now and i'm like yeah. oh well of course like i've dated more straight women than i've dated gay women at this point because i just happen to meet women who are more sexual you know like sexuality and all that is is the spectrum i think is the, the gray area is a lot bigger here and like it's a lot people are, are more comfortable ex, like exploring the gray area here whereas yeah. in the midwest i'm from the midwest and it's like it is one or the other there are no in between there's nothing in between and there's and everyone's straight and like two girls are gay like yeah. that's just how it is yeah and yeah i i would i would be very curious though to see what the online dating scene if you will, looks like in like the like if you're going somewhere in I don't know Ohio or Nebraska or wherever. Yeah. So. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know. I have a friend who lives in Bay Ridge. You probably know him. Calvin and he was oh, yeah. and he was like he he goes on like the 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 mail sites are on you know their apps and they're on your phone and they're so mm-hmm. specific for like your location. Yes. So he I asked him what's it like, you know, trying to like meet guys like near you in Bay Ridge and he's like a lot of married guys, you oh, know. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. The mail you know, I mean that's a completely different world yeah, I think because yeah. that's just so I I I can't even imagine. Yeah. yeah. You you hear a lot more about gay men who have straight Men who just want yeah. sex stuff yeah. and are are married and don't want to open up about their sexuality and they don't yeah. want like a relationship. They just want to do they want the physical kinky part stuff and, and yeah. in secret. And uh, yeah, I, I imagine don't that's think a huge part of, deal with that. As no, much. no, not at all. No, I don't think that's even a thing. Is it? No, Maybe. I feel, I feel I like know. it's the opposite that yeah. that women who can't connect with their husbands just want emotional relationships. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here for an emotional affair. <laughs> yeah. Can we just talk for hours cuz this guy is just not. Yeah. It's not it's I not honestly working. think that that's the equivalent. I, I actually am positive that's what it is. <laughs> I've been involved in situations like that before where I was like, are we in an emotional affair right now because you, your husband sucks or your boyfriend or whatever? Yeah. Um yeah, that's that's got to be what it is. Uh, I think that there's also a lot. Are there any apps that are solely for women these days? I, I don't think, think so. There, there are like are. like any popular ones, mm. or is it just that all the big ones are included are totally inclusive of same sex pairings at this point? There, there's one I can't remember the name of it because I never did the apps. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, I can't think of any. Also, I'm 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 in a relationship, so I haven't yeah like, same, picked same. up an app in a while. Yeah, this is like the least qualified room to be like, oh yeah, this this and this. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> find that one app and I'm gonna reach out to them and see if they want to sponsor a podcast. Yes, please do. <laughs> Lesbian app wherever you are. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be one. What was a website that you said something about Tango? What was that? Oh, I've never it was heard like of that. Yourtango.com. Oh, really? Or maybe maybe I'm confusing it with like SheWired. Does anybody remember like She? she does wired. that sound familiar? I, I thought your I Tango was that. was just general relationship stuff. Because when my first marriage was falling apart, I got <laughs> a lot of my Google a lot of my Google searches <laughs> led to uh, like your Tango advice. Your pieces. tango. I have no idea. Yeah. Or maybe it was like Mama Mambo or something. It was you know, <laughs> something silly. Something yeah. that could also be a frozen yeah. yogurt place. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I, yeah. I wish I could remember the names better. I remember. So it, back, going back to that, like, that, like, secret, furtive, like, uh, job looking up look up stuff like is a lot of the websites I went to were European. Like, oh. like one woman was, she was either like, German or Swiss, and she had something called a Dykes World, 
And that was like a portal to a lot of other places. Like she I'm had writing some, this down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's still there. I remember like a Dykes world and then like a couple of like, hmm. like I, I also feel like I stumbled across, like remember like there were some like really early people like, like with Angel Fire or Tripod yeah. who like, there was like, like, really innovative people who like knew how to program like those early websites. So I remember yeah. like finding like a couple like just individual women. Okay. Who were mm. like, this is my family. Like I'm uh, married to a woman. Like, and this is like 1999 by the way. Yeah. So wow. this is like, they were like, we're on our own. And like, this is my family. And I was like, these are like, I would stumble on these things and be like, oh, I'm like, I can be like you someday. Mm-hmm. You know, like these are the people who gave me hope. And I wish, I yeah. wish I remembered these Addresses like I never reached out. Like they were like, "Hey, contact me at this," or like, "We have a guest book." You know, yeah. mm-hmm. remember guest books? Oh yeah, books. I remember a guest book. Yeah, so I was like, I really wish I had said hello or acknowledged it in some yeah. way. I mean, I'm waiting. It's like what seventeen, seventeen years later. Here I am. Like, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember falling onto those personal sites. It was mostly like in select chat forums, but. Um, after after Ellen was a site that really kind of blew the gay oh, yeah. internet open oh, for yeah. me because that was kind of like my lesbian 101 crash course and directed me to all these things that uh, I'm, I kind of missed growing up because I didn't mm-hmm. know that, oh, this show has a lesbian character. Go watch this. So then I would read after Ellen and then find out about these shows. And sometimes the shows were European or something like that. And then I could go on YouTube and then try to find <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. clips yeah. and then, you know, try to avoid all the fan videos and find, like, yeah. actual clips from the show. Oh, man. How much of a bummer fan videos when you're looking Ugh. for, like, a specific scene – from like when I would look up like Tina Bat scenes from the L Word in the early days, and it's all fan videos. It's all these fan videos that look like PowerPoint presentations with yeah. just a song superimposed in the bed. Like it's so bad, and really you just want to see them finger banging. I know. Like- <laughs> yeah, get to the part where they're like on top of each get other. To like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I want that. I don't want this. Like I don't know some Vanessa Carlton song. With- <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> I would walk one thousand miles. <laughs> That's what it was, and then it was just like every video. It was Vanessa Carl stupid like fade in images, still images of them together. I'm like, this is not what I want. and the worst font possible. And yeah. you know they were crying as they made it. Oh yeah, yeah. and you would kind of hold out like a solid minute into the video, like maybe there'll be like a live, like an actual scene. Nope, no, there's not. I feel like that's the biggest <laughs> carryover from the old internet because it's like it's very much like GeoCities quality, yeah. like. Everything is, about those yeah. are just so There's bad. There's like clip art in it. Like it's yeah. just so bad. <laughs> oh, the early internet is amazing. I wish someone would give you like a vintage version of the internet that you could just get on and just experience it again. Like what it was. Kind of like mean, how the old Nintendo consoles are coming back. Yeah. So some old websites do still exist. Like I, I was looking up um, – Angel Fire sites once. Really? And just enjoying uh, a little bit of the old internet. I kind of forgot what Angel Fire was. Was that a... Angel is that Fi- like GeoCities? Yeah. Where it was basically yeah. just... is how people made their own websites? Or? Yeah. Okay. A lot yeah. of Comic Sans in those websites. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Oh, that was my default font on, yeah. on Instant Messenger. Comic, Comic Sans, Sans really had a heyday. Like, what it has been as far as fonts go. <laughs> oh, did you see that... Uh, Trump's lawyer released the <laughs> statement no. in Comic Sans. A statement in Comic Sans. Like, <laughs> someone teach your grandpa how to use the computer at this point. Could you uh, imagine paying a lawyer? Like, what if you were going through, I don't know, some sort of legal thing, 
And you received a correspondence from your attorney who you're shelling out tons of money to in Comic Sans. I would have to sever that relationship immediately. Yeah. Like, this, are you kidding? Like, this is like, it's the most incompetent font I think I can imagine. I, I, yeah, it's like he used like that the word uh, "baby shower invite" template. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for an official like yeah. legal memorandum. Yeah. yeah, don't be late. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little pink teddy bear on this. What the hell? Yeah, there there's a comedy producer who's a creep, and I, I've mentioned him before. Ron Heron, name names, and you get a, twi- uh, a certain twinkle in your eye when you name names, and I love it. <laughs> He's creeped out so many women, so yeah. uh, I feel Ron okay. Heron, you said? <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> His email sign-off is in Comic Sans. So oh. Like, it's just, says it like, all. You're just broadcasting yeah. to the world. And this is his career. Like, this is, <laughs> yeah. like, the one thing he does in his email sign-off is in Comic Sans. Is he the one that sent you the that messaged you on Facebook or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember this. His thing is sending... Uh, I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure, Claudia. <laughs> I don't think I've. I, he's not on my friend list. Okay, good. Uh, he's he's a big Trump supporter, but also um, hosts a bunch of comedy competition type things where mm-hmm. you can get uh, a tape and you don't have to pay to be a part of it. So, or it's not a bringer. So, it'll get a lot of young comedians early in their careers who don't know any better to sign up for these things, like I did, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, after he sees you on stage, he tends to send you DMs over Facebook that are kind of creepy mm-hmm. and creep you out, even though he's Gross. married and has kids. And, uh, and numerous, numerous women have all shared that they've had these similar experiences. And mine were a little bit less creepy because he knew I was gay, but then he'd be like, wait, I thought you were bisexual, and, like, you have to bring your wife around. I need to meet her, like, in all Ugh, caps. And, like, ooh, don't say you need to meet stuff. her. Creepy stuff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you and need to never meet yeah. her. You and, need to stop messaging me. Yeah, he, he was like, I'm married and all, but you had that effect on me. Oh. And I'm like, gross. And, like, my act at the time, it was a bunch of jokes about how, like, not sexy I am. Just, like, a lot of self-deprecation <laughs> stuff. And he's like, so is your thing trying to be, like, this unexpected vixen or this, like... What? I'm like, what? Ugh. No. That's, that's so gross. not my thing at all. That's it's so, so far from my thing. It's so funny the way, like, certain men see us so differently than the way we see ourselves. Like, because mm-hmm. yeah. they're so, like, in, like they sexualize you so much. And you're yeah. like, no, I'm just, like, a person. And I'm yeah. not – I don't – I'm not an ingenue or a vixen right. or a bombshell or a panna. Yeah. I'm not uh, trying to show my tits when I wear a shirt, you yeah. know, and go outside. Right. You know, like, it's just like they just like it's this is all your interpretation. Yeah. Because you don't have any other way of seeing us. Right. Yeah. You could go on stage wearing a paper bag over your head, and it would still you would still get the same feedback probably from a guy like that. Yeah. Are you are you trying to turn me on with that paper bag? <laughs> no, I'm literally. Are you kidding? This is the opposite. Oh man, I love a surprise. Yeah. It has an effect on me. <laughs> he he asked, the mystery. <laughs> he asked me if I would um, host a lingerie show where the lineup is all female <laughs> comics and, and would... lingerie, and I was like. I honestly don't feel comfortable, and he made some comment like, oh, like, you shouldn't be ashamed of your... I'm like, it has nothing to do with me and my self-esteem. Yeah. I just don't want to be in a room full of drunk people 
in my underwear. Yeah, because I, don't, <laughs> I this think isn't that's pretty normal. Like, yeah, I'm doing comedy like why? he's like, oh, you can wear like boxer shorts and a tank top, and I'm like, nah, gross. I'm gonna pass. This is a hard pass. I would show up in my most just offensively gross underwear, like the underwear you only wear when you're on your period. Yeah, <laughs> like that, and just like the worst thing ever. And be like, so I'm. <laughs> I'm here, boys. <laughs> and everyone's like, ugh. Yeah. I do my absolute best to kill every boner in a 10-mile radius. <laughs> I, would, I would be – I would only do the show if I could wear a bathrobe and had the flu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have to wait until I literally have the flu to do this show for sure. Gross. Uh, well. That's funny. So that's that's one way in that the internet is bad is that men can mm-hmm. send you direct messages. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do not appreciate direct that. Direct messaging is – has almost, I think, never been used constructively by anyone. Like, I I can't think of anyone who's ever been like, oh, my God, I got a DM from someone who's a stranger, and it was am- it was great. It was exactly what I needed. Well, booking shows. Oh, true, yeah. I, I have gotten different. DMs from Also, my friend got DM'd by shows. Ava DuVernay on Twitter, and she sent me this. Oh. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. Uh, yes, she is. Yeah, she's dope. She's a journalist for Yahoo, and she did a piece on Ava DuVernay, and Ava DuVernay sent her a DM on Twitter. And was like, wow. that was a great piece you did. And my friend texted me. And I was like, what do you – she goes, what do I say? What the hell do I say back to Ava DuVernay? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. It's in your hands. I have no advice. She's so famous and so awesome. I can't. I'm still waiting for the right opportunity to slide into Rosie O'Donnell's oh, DMs. Oh, it's going to happen. Uh, I think, I think she's going to come to you. Other? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, she on follows Twitter me on, on Twitter. Uh, okay, yeah. And then I briefly met her – and I was like, after I met her, I was like, should I DM her now and just open? Mm, yeah, while it's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't. And then because I, I knew that I was going to be doing this podcast, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to get her as a guest eventually. Yeah. <laughs> if we build up the audience. and I think we can. That is the oh, long yeah. game for sure. Yeah. I will not retire this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I will interview every lesbian on, <laughs> until on the this well earth. runs dry. <laughs> until Rosie O'Donnell comes on. Oh, it's gonna happen, I think, for sure. I don't really have like a big goal celebrity. I mean, at this point now that Sarah Ramirez is like out, 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 and yeah. like kind of butch now, which is cool. Did, I think she'd be a fun one to have on. She's on you, a show though now. Yes. And they you, actually designed her character is looks like her like is aesthetically butch. is her yeah super well, much yeah and i and you weren't on the internet and i wanted to tag you in it and i'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> i know i think i missed getting back into twitter has been uh good and bad good in that wow what a week we've had but yeah. and it's been like really fun to kind of be involved in all the like the fbi slowly like circling in on donald trump which is amazing but um Bad and that my girlfriend is like, you need to put down your phone. Yesterday yeah. she was like, Sarah, put your phone down. Because I've just been like so, I'm like, oh, I haven't done this in so long. And now I'm just like, refresh, refresh, refresh. Like reading all the tweets and getting into all the stories. I bought a New York Times subscription yesterday because I had run out of my 10 free articles to read online. And I was like, no. And I like had to read some It's good to support them because I hear they're failing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. One of my coworkers wore a t-shirt. It's just, it's black and then white. In white font, like perfect old English New York Times font, it says the failing New York Times. And I was like, where did you get that? He's like, my friend made it. It's a copyright infringement. I, there are no more. I'm like, no. Oh, wow. It was the best t-shirt, though. That I'm so perfect. conflicted about jokingly using words that and phrases that Trump has coined. Yeah, that's a because good Because I'm like, I don't like that I'm making it 
popular or not that I may <laughs> hold yeah. all this influence on uh, making Trump stuff popular. No, I, I don't. Someone with my platform shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> I don't like that I'm uh, feeding that though. Yeah. But I, I always say it sarcastically because the stuff he says is so ridiculous. It is, but, yeah. but it's kind of the thing where he kept saying crooked Hillary, crooked Hillary, and then everybody thinks like, oh, she's crooked. Like there is a strategy to it. And, yeah, yeah, repetition. Um, Sure. Wearing people down. So even though the New York Times is doing better than it has been yeah. in years, there's still something funny about calling it the failing New York Times because it's just like <laughs> it's like saying it's so the dumb. failing Amazon. Like what? Yeah, <laughs> they're or the, they own the world. The Jeff Bezos <laughs> yeah. Washington Post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I've been so now. Now that I've been back on Twitter for like three days I'm already feeling like the pressure to put my phone down and just disconnect for a second but it's hard yeah I don't know which which of you guys which platform do you most frequently like what's your what's your biggest thing of Facebook Instagram and Twitter Facebook but I hate it yeah Facebook yeah I'm I'm Twitter yeah I'm definitely a Twitter person. I'm in a fight with a troll right now. Oh, really? Like an ongoing fight? Yeah. I won't let myself do it anymore. It's I've never done it, and I think yeah. the only reason I'm going after him is because he. I read through his timeline, and he's so lame that I've like been able to like slay him. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just like he's a little. He's a kind of low hanging fruit. Yeah. yeah. And but he keeps coming at me, which is sort of like it's like an exciting little distraction. Like, oh, did my troll write to me today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like giving me something to do. Yeah. And um so, so did he specifically like find you and troll you or did he troll you on a post or something? Yeah. Okay. He, he I I t- tweeted at uh, Chuck Schumer cuz he was uh, I thought that Chuck Schumer wasn't responding enough to the tax bill. I was mm-hmm. like you yeah. can tear into these people if you want. Like yeah. you know, stop being so civil. Yeah. And yeah. so this guy wrote back the guy who who uh, I'm now trolling and I guess I'm his troll. Um, in return, is he uh, was like, "Oh, shut up! You're a meathead." Like he just like, and, and the thing is, his whole timeline is him calling Democrats meatheads. Does he know what meathead means? I I don't I don't even know what it means. I assume I the word meathead to me is like, oh, just some like like a jock. G- yeah, like a yeah. gym rat guy. You know? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, like the guy that works out a lot and has just nothing going on between the ears. Well, I mean, if you look at like Obama looking like very fit and stuff yeah. compared to our current president, he might be like, maybe. Oh, yeah, well, like oh, liberals you just people care about with fitness. <laughs> all you people with a healthy resting heart rate. <laughs> <laughs> you meatheads. You meathead libs. I oh <laughs> totally oh the libs. he hate the libs yeah. oh, oh, oh it's Osama Obama oh no um that that c word Hillary so he's one of the yeah. is he one of the people that has just the little like egg as his photo or does he have an actual picture that's one of the things I've been razzing him about is he has a picture <laughs> of what looks like like a like something from like a like a Hawaiian condo like it must have been his <laughs> vacation yeah and he keeps making fun of the way I look so I'm like I've been making I'm like okay I get it you're really ugly and you, no one wants to see you like yeah. so we're like having this back and forth his only and he's so lazy he just goes at my, uh, off my profile photo and I'm like oh, I yeah. looked at your timeline sir I yeah. know how you think yeah. yeah yeah it's been going on for it's only been 20 four hours by the way and i am like ready for more yeah that's a long though that's a long troll cycle though yeah they're like they're like gnats like i don't think they live that long i don't know they're just like yeah i don't think i've had a longer than 24 hour one but they uh they they attack me on my pink hair a lot they'll be like who should listen to you you have pink hair like (laughs) oh like i'm gonna believe anything someone with pink hair says i'm like oh this hurts so much yeah 
<laughs> like, this obviously is something I cannot change about myself. Yeah. How dare you attack me on it? Um, I almost engaged with, with a with a troll the other day. Uh, it was my dad. No, was, <laughs> no my, my dad does troll me, but uh, I think it was Senator Gillibrand uh, posted mm-hmm. something about the tax bill and was like, call your senators, blah, blah, blah. And my thing was, they don't care about what the American people want. So calling them and telling them, don't vote for this, I don't think it's going to do anything Mm -mm. because only 29%, I think, of the the country supports this tax bill. It is historically widely unpopular. Yeah, and then some person on troll wrote, wrong, it's 89%. I'm what? like, what? Where did that even come from? You just from? made that up. Like, <laughs> wrong thing I made up. <laughs> and and I was like, go- I was going to engage. But I was like, this guy is so stupid and living in such a world where, like, nothing is real. Right. Like, These you are know. people. And you can tell instantly that they're argue. disconnected from reality. Yeah, like, there, there's no way to argue with someone who's just like, wrong, 89%. Like, he's obviously just trying to troll me real hard. So yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to give them These are people the who only are on social media for trolling purposes. Yeah. yeah. Like the internet, that's the, that's the shitty, you know, obviously the dark side of the internet, which is most of it, is that it's provided such a, a vehicle for just unfettered shittiness from so many people. And it's really, it's, it's disheartening, but it's also kind of, I don't know. I, I try to dis, I, I, I don't seek out those messages. I don't follow anyone on Twitter who presents opinions regularly that I'm just like, oh, you're the worst. I should because it, I think it's important to have your kind of your finger on the pulse of what these people are saying. But after a certain time, it just wears on you psychologically, I think, yeah, yeah. to the point where it's not worth it. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. I hope to be I hope to get to a point where I'm being trolled because that means you've made it when you if you say something <laughs> to I don't know, like the, yeah. to the to the extent to which certain people are trolled. Obviously, not as bad as like the way Lindy West was trolled, or um, so I don't we're know. Getting doxed, some of your more, yeah, <laughs> yeah, doxed and trolled are two like, different things. What, I hope what, to never be doxed. Gamergate, like with that, oh yeah, with that Woo of, and yeah. yeah, yeah, that was bad. It so that is an interesting too. Just talking about you know being on the internet as yourself as a lesbian because I know something like when I came out. My parents, they were very accepting and very cool about it. But like a lot of parents, they had concerns that people were going to want to hurt me and harm me because I'm gay. So the fact that my name's on the internet, I'm mm-hmm. very gay. Mm-hmm. Anybody can Google my <laughs> name and learn that I I am a lesbian and that is there forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of a crazy thing. Yeah. yeah. My Well, here's the thing. Is I'm not, I wasn't very close to my dad. And I never told him that I was gay because we just really didn't have like a great communication. So it was like it was like the like number twenty on the list of things I needed to tell him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and so, <laughs> but the thing is, I know my dad really loved me, and so he got the internet in his apartment sometime. I'd say like mid two thousands, like early like the aughts, and um, he Googled me, and that's how he found out that I was gay. Oh wow! Oh. Yeah, and it was like it was n- we never really fixed it uh, because I think he was so hurt by that, like that I never told him. But like we had like we had a very strained relationship, unfortunately, like that. Yeah. Like it's too late to fix. He died a couple of years ago. And oh, so I was going to be like, it's never too late. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's out there. Um, yeah. I actually 
of a joke about him like helping me from the grave, but we're, we'll, talk about, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Uh, when you have like a like a ghost edition of Dyking Out, um, yeah, oh, we there. definitely need that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, gay ghosts! Yeah, yes. <laughs> what can they teach us? <laughs> It'd probably be people that like you never knew. It'd be like George Washington. You'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Imagine having proof that one of the founding fathers was gay, which statistically, probably two of them were. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, we've had 45 presidents. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think Abe Lincoln was gay. We, you know about oh, that, yeah. right? Yeah, I think Abe I've Lincoln, heard that. But, but then there was the one, I always forget, I always forget the name of which one it was, but there was one who was like, definitely gay like he he didn't have a wife but he had this like male companion who like lived in the really White House it had to be him. one of the earlier ones then right because haven't they all had wives for the most part in the last like 50 years something like that 100 yeah. years i would imagine Ooh, we got to find out who this gay president was um well, so your your dad keep talking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, do some googling. So that's how my dad found out that I was gay because he googled me, just my name, oh, and wow. it was like Claudia Cogan, lesbian comedian, and so like, and I think it was from like maybe the After Ellen article. Oh, okay. Or even like I had some interview very early on on Gothamist where I talked about being a gay woman, and so it was like, oops, and yeah. uh, and he and like we talked about it, and the thing is, my dad was never ever. It was really the worst way to come out because I think he just never wanted to talk about it because he thought that I but, didn't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. So it was one of the things, you think he knew, he just didn't... Yeah, he, he actually said he thought he knew. Okay. He, he was like, I've kind of suspected it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and then and then to see it like in writing, literally, it was just like probably... Yeah, <laughs> yeah my poor dad. Did he immediately contact you about that or... No, my sister did. Yeah. She was like, you should call dad. <laughs> Yeah, dad figured out how the internet works. You should call him. <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> That's great. It was James Buchanan. Really? Okay. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that, that that was, that he didn't have, he was never married? The only president to remain a bachelor. Um, several writers have put forth that he was homosexual. And yeah, he had like this friend, I don't know. Um, he had a roommate in the White House. <laughs> Like Buchanan never courted another woman, nor seemed to show any emotional or physical interest. So there was somebody who he kind of, oh, he was engaged to, and then they broke off the engagement, and then that woman died, uh, and then he never pursued another woman, but had a close and intimate relationship with William Rufus King. Hmm. Okay. Uh, a politician from Alabama, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was briefly vice president under Franklin Pierce. I don't know. It's a lot about him and his, like, man friends. Okay. Well, good for him. Anyway. I hope that he was happy during that time. Yeah, Probably so not, he'll be but... one of the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> that comes up. Maybe he could be a guest. Our guest today is the ghost of former President James Buchanan, <laughs> who's here to set the record straight. <laughs> uh, that's so... a really obscure uh, solo show that someone should do. <laughs> Yes, that it maybe it's already it's, been it's done. Out there. Yeah, know? it's got to be. There's probably a whole cabaret about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there should be a gay presidential review. That would be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah Buchanan I, and we're Lincoln, really just handing you know? out free ideas on this podcast. Yeah. I'm surprised James Buchanan wasn't the the Hamilton success. Oh yeah, like if you're gonna do a Broadway. Imagine having that play fully written and fleshed out, and then Hamilton comes around, and you're like, no! (laughs) There can't be two. No, come on, guys. (laughs) The world needs to know. Oh, that's great. 
Do we have any final thoughts on the internet Ugh. as we wind down on this conversation before we move on to our random question of the week? Mm. The only thing I can think of is, and I've been talking about this with my girlfriend a lot, is if we do ha- have an end to net neutrality, will it bring back our old forms of communication? Like if we get throttled in that way, will we start like going to the movies again and reading mm. magazines and sending Ooh. letters? Like will we now have to like go around these like right. censored and restricted channels of communication to like like free, like will our form of expression have to return to the old analog way- ways? That's interesting. I am. Um, I, I mean, I support I think, net neutrality, but yeah, I, I do too. Would obviously. also welcome a return <laughs> to some balance because I, I don't like. Well, I, being yeah, so connected. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's a really good point because because also like, do we know how to go analog at this point? Most people were so ingrained, like the way we literally communicate. Like I, the other day, I forgot what I was doing, but I, oh, I was making a list. I was literally just making a list of like stuff I had to buy or something. And I realized my hand got tired after like three words I had written. And I was like, I don't actually sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and write things anymore Mm. because I type everything or I put it in my phone or I, you know, I text and I, we don't literally write with our hands anymore. So like, like handwriting is a, is a thing that's dying. I, I've sort of started doing the artist way, and the one thing is morning pages where you write three pages every morning. That's, like, the only part of it I'm doing. I'm mm-hmm. not actually reading it. My wife is, and then I just do morning pages with her. Yeah. But to write out, handwrite three pages of yeah, your hand is like stuff aching. in the morning. Yeah, but it, yeah. It, it's it's wonderful. It's way I'm better sure. than yeah. typing up three pages in the way that you just kind of trust your hand. And she actually went on this retreat at the Omega Institute over the summer, uh, and Linda Berry, who's this, um, she writes comics and a mm. uh, great illustrator, um, was teaching this course. And her big thing was returning to doing things by hand and trusting your your hand and your hand. You, you edit yourself a lot less. Uh-huh. So where my wife was doing a lot of her art on uh, an iPad and stuff, she returned to starting by hand and is able to produce so much more work so much faster cool. by trusting that. Cause when, once you're on a screen, then distraction, mm. distraction, distraction, yeah. distraction. And I feel like I would have way more, uh, pilots in my back pocket oh, if, man. if I wrote them by hand. Cause part yeah. of me is like, yeah. Oh, writing a pilot by hand would take, uh, would take forever, but actually it would take less time than me typing because then I wouldn't be like, Oh, I wonder if, I better open what another a new browser and go yeah. look at, or, you know, another tab. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, that's, I think that's a good point. Maybe I should try that because the blinking cursor, the blinking cursor, like, taunts you, too. Yeah. yeah. It's like making fun of you on yeah. a blank sheet of paper. There's nothing scarier to me than a blank document on Microsoft Word or whatever you're using. Yeah, yeah. I, I handwrite most of my jokes and most of my sets out before okay. I uh, type them up and put them Okay. My, yeah. Cool, my I don't. Personal. I, I, all my jokes are, I have a sheet of paper. I write down all the jokes I want to tell and then I rewrite them in the corner and I tear out the corner and I take the page, like that little corner with me on stage. Oh. And I refer to it because I can't, even after all this time, I cannot do without that little reminder. Like even if I don't look at it, I just need to know I have it. All right. On to our random question of the <laughs> week What's the most inaccurate lesbian stereotype? Oh, that's a good question. Ooh. 
Um, I'm I'm honestly running through all the stereotypes right now, and I yeah. perfectly fit into every one of them. So I don't know. I think there is a stereotype that we, when it comes to like relationships and meeting people, that we all just sort of instantly connect with each other and have these like effortlessly intimate relationships right away. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely not true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's, it's the same, it's, there's, it's still a lot of work and there's still a lot of the same kind of pitfalls and the ups and downs that are in heterosexual relationships. It's not just like we get along now we're just happily together. Yeah. And I think I always assumed that when I was kind of younger and inexperienced with, with relationships that I would see two women together and like, wow, they must have the most perfect relationship. No, not at all. Everyone, mm-hmm. it's all, it's always work and yeah. it's, it's good, but it's like, it's, yeah. it's real. So that would be mine. I, I think the assumption that we're all having sex with strap-ons all the time. Oh, yeah. That, no, that's, yeah. That's, that sucks as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've met so many lesbians who have never, never even used one I've before. I've never used one. Or even, yeah. like, in, in their 30s, they're using one for the first time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you kind of think that, I mean, even even as a lesbian, I thought, like, that was something that you're just supposed to do. I think everyone assumes that's, that's yeah, the default yeah. setting. And then yeah. you learn it's not. And then, and most people I know who've done it are kind of like, I, I mean, I don't know anyone who's really gung-ho about strap-ons. Mm, no, I don't either. Yeah, or like. Or I, that, that like uses yeah. it like super regularly. I mean, yeah. Or maybe, that it's a necessity. Yeah. For, I mean, if you're non-binary, mm-hmm. you're, mm-hmm. Um, you know, then maybe and mm-hmm. and I'll admit I haven't been in those relationships, mm-hmm. um, and, and I could see where that would come into play yeah. more. But yeah, I I I have rarely I have encountered people who either wanted to use one on me and then it was very awkward and didn't work out, um, or I was with I, um, I I've dated people who. They in the past dated women who wanted it, so they had one. Mm-hmm. But then we're like, "Do you want that?" And I was like, "No." And they're like, yeah. "Okay, good." Like I, I don't like have the stamina, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> you know okay, or whatever the, the inclination, you know." Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, like it in the drawer. <laughs> I don't want to like poo-poo it because it's like you yeah. should have whatever you want. But like, yeah, I've, yeah, and yeah. I, I also, I don't, I've never. Yeah, there's a lot of things that like they like make like they always talk about like scissoring, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I did it once, and the person I was with really enjoyed it, and I was just like, I felt so distant from them because we were like (laughs) I was like I could have been reading a magazine it felt so (laughs) and so I was like this is not for me but it was for her and so and that felt good like I was like I'm I'm there for that it's never for both yeah or it can't I don't know I guess it could be yeah yeah it's one of those things that that gets a lot more hype than it's actually one party is definitely enjoying it a lot more than the other yeah maybe and I know she – that's a, an old girlfriend of mine who's now been, like, in a committed relationship for, like, years and years. So I'm like I, – I, and I've never asked her, like, do you uh, do you and Kim do that? Like, you know, yeah. I'm not, like, I'm not going to ask her, you know. Yeah. Still scissoring, Susan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Still snipping away? <laughs> I I, I want to oh, – snipping away, I think, is <laughs> my new favorite. Snipping <laughs> away is our next podcast. <laughs> Snip, snip, snip it away in the stereo. <laughs> we did it. Get it? Yeah. So, so, Claudia, what do you think is a stereotype that? Um, okay, this is this really. just drives me crazy as, as a lesbian comedian. Is like there was some terrible woman on stage with me at a, a, talking about how she could never be a lesbian because she's like, I don't want to drive a Subaru or like listen to the Indigo Girls. And I was like, actually, that's the best good part. Good joke. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> That's when I stand up and go, did you know the gas mileage on a Subaru is superior compared to other cars in its class? Like, <laughs> they're actually quite I'm here to vehicles. correct you. Yeah. Uh, um, I didn't have any stats I could whip out after because uh, I was after her and I was like, I'm, I'm going to let it. Like, I was several after her so I couldn't go up there and be like, look, I'm a dyke. I'll tell you what's up. Yeah. Um, but so I was like, you know, like there's actually other lesbian music icons that we don't talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like these, like straight people are fixated on the Indigo girls, but like I know all these like women who are maybe like 45 up who love Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a, he's a lesbian icon and nobody knows it because nobody really cares about us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I have a friend who's like her, like her, like she met him once and her, her, like for days, her profile was like pictures that she took with him. And I was like, yeah, because he's the man. He's yeah. the boss. Like, <laughs> you know, he's a non-threatening male. Yeah. yeah. You know, who makes great music, <laughs> guys. There's like five of those, so. <laughs> uh, how bummed are we going to be if he comes up in a sexual harassment <gasps> thing? No. Not going to happen. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> oh, I would like to ban straight women from making jokes that begin I would be a lesbian or Ugh. or not even making a joke statements I wouldn't yeah. be a lesbian but I could never it's like oh, yeah. go away but you're not a lesbian yeah yeah it's just you're just not don't it's worry fine. about it don't yeah exactly they 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 like the caricature of us is like all they know but they yeah. won't take the time to like actually know any literally anything else about yeah. our culture or anything like that so yeah that's another episode yeah it is uh well Claudia, where can people see you do com- comedy? Where can they follow you on social media? Oh, okay. Well, um, if if you wouldn't mind, if you want to follow me on Facebook, I'm Facebook. You're so polite com, about it. <laughs> think slash or backslash. I forget which. I should know better. Uh, Claudia Kogan Comedy. That's like my generic Facebook page. Or follow me on Twitter. I, I always tweet about my upcoming shows. And uh, my address is at Blodia Blogan. Um, and it's... <laughs> And there's a long story behind that name, but uh, it's B-L-A-U-D-I-A, Blogan, B-L-O-G-A-N. Cool. And and we'll tweet out her handle and everything as well. Because, Thank of you. course, you're following us at Diking Out on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook slash Diking Out. And follow us and keep tuning in and yeah. tag your, your lesbians. Subscribe. Subscribe. Keep downloading. Mm-hmm. And if you're in New York City or, uh, I mean, Claudia, you do shows outside of New York. Very rarely. Very rarely. <laughs> come to New York, guys. Come to yeah. New York. You can come to New York you and You get all three Claudia. of us. Yeah. Uh, Claudia is hilarious so it will definitely be worth your while to check her out on stage and uh thank you as always for diking out with us and dike out with us next week bye contained herein are the heresies of radolf buntwine erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.